Hello and welcome to the Grace Gratitude Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 48. We are going through the second petition of the Lord's Prayer, Your Kingdom Come. And real quick, if you guys have not yet listened to Monday's episode 12 of season three, Promises and Fulfillments, where Nick and I went through covenants in Hebrews, please do yourself a favor, listen to that episode. And Thursday's book club episode on John T. Rhodes' book, Man of Sorrows, King of Glory. He's pastor of Christ Church in Leeds, England, and this is published by Crossway. So we're going through question answer 123. What does the second petition mean? Your kingdom come means rule us by your word and spirit in such a way that more and more we submit to you. Preserve and increase your church. Destroy the devil's work. Destroy every force which revolts against you and every conspiracy against your holy word. Do all of this until your kingdom fully comes when you will be all and all. So your kingdom come. The sense is, let your kingdom grow amongst us and increase by continual advances and always by new accessions, O God. Let your kingdom, which you have in your church, be enlarged and multiplied. So he's going to develop that kingdom as the church. And so what is the kingdom of God? It is that in which God alone rules and exercises dominion over all creatures, but especially does he govern and preserve the church. And this kingdom is universal. The special kingdom of God, that which he exercises in his church, consists in sending the Son from the Father from the very beginning of the world, that he might institute and preserve the ministry of the church and accomplish his purposes by it, all towards the glory of God. And it is apparent that this is no worldly kingdom, but get this, a spiritual kingdom. And we know this when the Lord answered Pilate saying, my kingdom is not of this world. So how manifold, how vast is the kingdom of God? It is both what has been established among us here and now in the church and what shall be brought to its highest and ultimate development in the life to come. Yet it is the same kingdom distinct only by degrees and in the mode of administration. He's talking about the Old and New Testament administration. This kingdom, as it exists in this world, has need of means, but its ultimate development will have no need of means because it'll be perfectly glorified and God shall be all in all. So who is the king and head of this kingdom? It is one because there is one God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father reigns by the Son and Holy Spirit, with Christ as the head of this kingdom in a particular manner. And this is because he is God sitting at the right hand of the Father. And because he is mediator, through whom the Father works immediately and gives the Holy Spirit. Immediately here just means without any other mediator but the Son. Who are the citizens and subject of this kingdom? And there's a couple. Angels who are confirmed in holiness. 
saints in heaven, members of the church triumphant, the godly in this world, composing the church militant, and hypocrites, which just means those merely of the visible, not the invisible, but the visible church, those not truly converted. What are the laws of this kingdom? The word of God or the doctrine of the law and the gospel? The power and efficacy of the Holy Spirit working and reigning in the hearts of the elects by the word. What benefits do we have from the king in this kingdom? Spiritual and eternal benefits of Christ. And these consist of true faith, conversion, the forgiveness of sins, righteousness, perseverance and holiness, the Holy Spirit's glorification and eternal life. Who are the enemies of this kingdom of God? The devil and his minions, the hypocrites who are pretend friends of Christ, and this outside the church, defending errors and subverting the doctrine of the church. Where is this kingdom administered? It is administered here upon earth, yet in such a way that is not confined in any one particular place, but scattered over all the world. And this kingdom is ministered in heaven as it respects its complete development. How long will this continue, kingdom continue? It continues from the beginning to the end of the world, with members of the true church gathered from the world into the kingdom of God. And the kingdom will continue in its state of perfection from the glorification of the righteous to all eternity. How does this kingdom come to us? By the preaching of the gospel, which reveals unto us a knowledge of the true and heavenly doctrine. By conversion, which some are converted to God, who grants unto them faith and repentance. By increase in developments, progress in holiness, gifts of the faithful and their continual increase. And by the perfection and glorification of the church at the second coming of Christ. Why then? Should we desire the kingdom of this or the coming of this kingdom on account of the glory of God or for the sanctification and hallowing of his name on accounts of our comfort and our salvation? So why pray your kingdom come? And we pray to preserve so that God preserves the ministry which he has instituted, that he would collect his church by the ministry of the word and the influence of the Holy Spirits, that he would rule and govern the church thus gathered, and us as members by his Holy Spirit, who may subdue our hearts, control and change our wills, and comfort us wholly to himself, that he would defend us and the whole church against all enemies and tyrants, that he would cast all his and our enemies into everlasting punishment, and that he would at length deliver his church and us from all evils and glorify us in eternal life. Note the stress in question answer 123. When he talks about the kingdom of God, we had a conversation with Dr. Ba in June about the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of God. It's not this worldly, though it exists right now in form in this world. And it's the church. The kingdom of God is the church. It's not any institution, it's not any country, it's not any political office, anything other 
than the church in this age that will be glorified. That is the kingdom that we pray for in that second petition. We say your kingdom, your church come as we will all be glorified in the universal, invisible, to be made visible church in the consummation of all things when Jesus Christ comes back to take his church. That will be the glorified kingdom that we pray for right now. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 48, where we went through question answer 123. We have four more of these to go, and then we'll take a little bit of a break from Catechism Saturdays. Make sure you guys listen to Monday's episode 13 of season three, Promises and Fulfillments. We had Dr. Greg Lanier of RTS, Reformed Theological Seminary in Orlando, on his chapter, Covenant in the Johannian Epistles and Revelation. It's a great discussion on how Revelation is not just a covenant document, but it's a covenant document to end the covenant document and be the covenant document for us, the church. And Thursday's book club, we had Colin Hansen of the Gospel Coalition and Jonathan Lehman of Nine Marks on their recent book, Rediscover Church, published by Crossway, especially per- pertinence in this COVID or post-COVID era. What is the church? Should we be going to online church? Should that be a thing that we're celebrating? Or should we really try to understand what the physical local gathering under officers, ordained officers with the sacraments and membership, is that how we should see the church, not just pre-COVID, but post-COVID? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of our podcast, Guilt, Grace, Gratitude. And we, as we've said before, we are bridging the gap to Reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. So we would like to make sure this is enjoyed by others around the world. And how to best do that is rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and you, after you rate a review or instead of rate and review or doing everything all at once, retweeting us on Twitter, liking us on Twitter, liking us on Instagram, following us on both of those platforms, because that actually puts in front of people's physical face this podcast, these guests, and most importantly, the gospel, the doctrines uh, that these guests are are bringing in front of you guys. So please do that. It helps get in front of more people. Amen. And hopefully you guys are part of a local church and you're tithing. And uh, after that, after tithing, if you have any means left over, please consider donating to us to make sure our bridge is well paved and maintained and strong and sturdy. As again, we bridge the gap to reform Christian <laughs> theology. Exactly. The yeah. And you guys can find that link on Anchor, our official Anchor website. If you just go on um, our social media links, it'll, it'll link you to that website. It's also at the bottom of these this podcast show notes. If you're on this podcast, this specific episode, scroll all the way to the bottom of that show notes, and you guys will find a link for this for three different options of donating. So we hope you guys can help us bridge the gap, pay for shipping, get nicer stuff, all for the focus of spreading the gospel further. Yep. All for the kingdom of God. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you guys next time.